Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of I'm Not Sold, hosted by Shoal Holmes. Today's guest is Megan Heaton. How are you doing today, Megan? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? You know what? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, perfect weather outside, where I had the chance to step out there and change someone's tire this morning. So did my good deed for the day. Now I'm entitled to carbs and cookies and all the sweets and all that stuff. Yeah, that was very nice of you to do that for her. Well, I really didn't do much. I think Nate did most of the work. but <laughs> Of course he did. We got to sit out there and look pretty, so... Anyways, I want to welcome to to the podcast, give you the opportunity to introduce yourself, tell the world how amazing you are and what you do for the company here. So first question is, where'd you get, uh, where'd you get your experience in real estate? Where'd you start and how did it turn out for you? Um, well, my experience in real estate started out in 2010. I was moving to Fargo, North Dakota, and I got my first apartment and I happened to ask the leasing agent how he got into leasing because he was like a little mini real estate agent. Uh Um, And uh, that was my friend, Tim. And he basically gave me an application said, just apply. And I got hired. And so I started in property management and I worked in property management until 2018. So about eight years. Okay. Yeah. I worked the way up. I was a leasing agent for a while, um, apartment manager, and then I became the assistant regional manager for a company in Bismarck. Okay. So as a property manager, how many properties were you overseeing? An apartment complex was like down here, apartments are four or 500 units. Was it something like that? Yep. So um, majority of my units were all going to be between 250 and 500, depending on what property uh, I was working at. That's a lot of people with complaints, huh? Oh, yeah. Did you deal with all those or did you just do the leasing portion or what did you do? No, as the manager, it was my job to have to deal with all those lovely phone calls all the time. Oh, so you're putting out fires and making people happy? I literally put out fires. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you make a good transition into the sales portion. And you did that for, you said you did it for eight years. Yep. What triggered the change for you to want to get into sales instead of property management? Um, I was tired of being hated by everybody. Um, nobody ever likes their landlord. So that was no fun. And as a manager, I was missing that interaction when it came to, um, being able to show people apartments and finding them their home. Um, very similar to what you're going to do in real estate. So eventually I did get into new home sales and I worked for a new home construction company back home and that just didn't pan out for me. Yeah. Yeah. So then I decided I just wanted to get into residential real estate, got my license, and I've been doing it ever since. Awesome. So going from the transition of property management to actual sales, mm-hmm. was there any things you had to unlearn or change about the way you did business? Because it's two different realms. Well, they're in the same same ballpark, but it's a different game. It is a different game, but honestly, I think coming from property management, I had a leg up as an agent. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, patience and dealing with insanity? That, um, <laughs> understanding all, like all of fair housing and all of those laws already, um, and just knowing how to do sales and how to show homes to people and how to ask for, you know, instead of asking for the sale, are you ready to write a contract? You're asking if you're ready to write the lease. It's really not anything different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Did you, um, since you had this kind of on-site training through property management, did you, when you joined as a sales professional, did you have a mentorship program you joined or did you kind of, you already had the knowledge and kind of in place, but did someone teach you like the rest of the ropes or did you just figure it out on your own? Uh, no. So when I got into real estate, I joined on with a team at eXp Realty called the Brandenburg Crew. Okay. And I worked, it was just in Bismarck. It was just Paige and I. Shout out uh, to them, right? Yeah. Shout out to them. Still love them. Um, 
So it was just Paige and I up there. So we were kind of co-workers on everything. And technically Paige was my mentor, but yeah, she showed me the ropes for everything. And the Brandenburg crew itself just had a really great training program. Um, we did a lot of stuff together. Um, every quarter we would head out to Fargo and go have um, quarterly meetings and all of that sort of stuff. So there was always somebody there to help you. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they must have done a pretty uh, pretty good service for you too because when you came down here to Arizona and you found us, that's kind of the role that you wanted to do. So I feel like either they did a very poor job and you wanted to change that or they did a really good job and you said, I want to replicate that because they did good for me. I'd like to do the same thing for other people. I definitely want to replicate what I got from them. I wouldn't be where I am today without having joined them. Um, I don't want everything to, you know, go to their head by giving them so many compliments, but I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be doing what I am doing without them. Well, that's awesome. You mentioned, um, just in casual conversation before you're from North Dakota and mm-hmm. uh, forgive me cause I forget Bismarck and Fargo. I've never been up there. You practice in both or just one, one of those cities? Um, I practiced in Bismarck and basically within about a hundred mile radius from there all, oh. in all directions. Did you ever have to drive a hundred miles to do a showing? Yes. Oh man, that was a long, boring drive, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to make sure they're prequel in that case because you yes. don't, really don't want to waste your time. You're it's all right. They bought. Out of the way. They bought. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Practicing up there, I say practicing as you're like the medical field, but uh, performing your services up there in North Dakota, I'd like to hear from you firsthand how different it is down here because Arizona, there's so many agents, North Dakota. I guess if you scale it based on population and per capita, it's probably close, but it's different down here, yeah? It's a completely different world down here. It's definitely been a lot harder to integrate myself. Um, of course, where I'm, where I'm from, not a huge town. I mean, we probably have about 70 to 80,000 people, you kind of know everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot, I wouldn't say easier. I still had to work hard at it because real estate is what you put into it. You're going to get out of it. But I knew a lot of people and a lot of people had trusted me, you know, people I went to school with and family, friends and all of that sort of stuff. So that really helped me start my career. I don't have that down here. I don't really know anybody. And then of course the market and is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked through all phases of the market up there. I mean, I worked in seller's market, I worked the neutral market, and I worked the buyer's market. When I left, it was a strong buyer's market. Oh, really? Yes. And um, I appreciated that. Oh, actually, I just messed up. It was a strong seller's market when I left. When I started, it was a strong buyer's market. Oh, I was going to have more questions on that. Yeah. I'm like, it wasn't really a buyer's market. Yes. No, I'm fixing that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I started as a buyer's market. So I primarily worked with buyers. Um, That's what I love to do. First time home buyers is my niche. Mm -hmm. Um, So because you get to train them, right? Yeah. I get to help walk them through the entire process. so I, and I just like, they're, they're a lot more fun to work with. They're really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you build off that momentum and, and work very well with someone that's excited, whether rather than someone that's kind of grumpy and been through the process before, cause then yeah. you're just not babysitting, but you're trying to just please them all the time. Yeah. And I have, a, you get a lot more feeling of trust when you're working with, you know, someone who hasn't done it before. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's was nice and then in addition yeah we had a lot less agents up there the market i mean we had about 500 out of those i don't know how many even practice real estate Mm full-time um down here it seems like everybody knows a real estate agent and everybody you know 
neighborhoods are completely saturated with real estate agents mm-hmm. that already live in that neighborhood and it's just it's kind of crazy well down here when people get bored and they have a free weekend they just say you know what i'm gonna go get my license this weekend so right i mean that's an over exaggeration of the process but it does seem like everyone knows someone or is licensed themselves mm-hmm. so it does complicate things and it's very oversaturated yeah but there's plenty of business out here to pick it up so it works and um what sets everybody apart is the training. A lot of agents get their license and they think I'm going to get out there and make some deals and I'm going to make a career out of this, which if you hit the ground running, you could get lucky or you could fall flat on your face. And that kind of really determines which trajectory you're going to take your career. So me to you, I've never been in the training capacity. I'm more of a a leadership role. I try to, you know, I crack the whip, so to speak. I I make sure people are doing the right thing. (laughs) Sure you do. But as (laughs) as far as training goes, I don't have... I don't have the interest in having that soft spot in my heart to teach them the ropes. I kind of want them, I want you to do that. And that's why I brought you on board. So from a, from a trainer's perspective, what are the fundamentals you teach them in the very beginning? Um, so when it comes from a trainer's perspective, I mean, we, you got to start from ground zero. If you're a new agent, you, so even if they're like somewhat experienced, do you like break them back down? I want to see what they, I want them to show me at least what they know. So I can feel comfortable that they've been taught right. Okay. Um, because a lot of people can be taught something or even self-taught and they maybe aren't doing it the right way. Maybe there's an easier way or maybe they're going to teach me something. Are you a mean trainer when people are going through your program? No. Okay. Not at all. I like to see people succeed, um, and it makes me happy to do that. So, Well, anybody out there listening, see, you heard it from her. She's going to be nice, and she's going <laughs> to make sure you succeed. So just wanted to throw that out there. She's not scary, and she's not going to hit you with a ruler if you mess up. No, not at all. <laughs> right on. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's your? How many think, people do you think you can train at the same time? Because it, it's kind of hands-on. You're holding hands and babysitting right yeah i mean i'd say ideally you're probably looking at you know a good group of people to all start at once it'd probably be about five five at one time so if you're doing a batch training you think you can handle five and yeah walk them through the ropes and and from a again from a trainer's per, uh, standpoint i think the training training never really ends there's always something you need to learn something you need to brush up on but from a green agent that's going from nothing to actually getting out there and being comfortable how long do you think that process is? I have my idea, but what do you think is a good time to get them? I mean, up? for me, um, even starting in property management and having some idea of what I was getting myself into, I would say before I started to feel completely confident in my role as a real estate agent, mm-hmm. it took me about six months. Six months. That's kind of what I was thinking too. You know, you want to get out there and a lot of agents won't get a deal for those first six months. Right. So you might as well be training and learning as much as you can. Yes. I think some people are going to pick it up a little quicker. Some people might need a little bit more time to pick it up and be more comfortable. But I'd say, yeah, you're right. Six months is probably adequate to get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. However, obviously through the Department of Real Estate, they require continuing education. So you're always learning. You're always yeah. brushing up on those skills. And there's new ways to conduct business, not, not to conduct business, but there's new ways to gather business and handle situations. So training is for me is ongoing. But from a mentor's perspective, I think that six months is a really good time for people to get out there and get started. So any new agents that are listening that are thinking about coming on board and working with you, just be fully prepared to commit six months of learning and being taught the right ways to do things. We're not just going to throw you on the street and say, go make money. So it's not a week long. It's not a two week long. It's, it's probably going to be more like your first three deals. We're going to help you through and make sure you do have all the right things and protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. And as you said about training is ongoing, I mean, the this field is something different every day. 
you're never going to be in the same exact situation. Mm-hmm. Um, new so problems, new solutions. It's always right? going to keep you on your toes. Also with the six months thing and bringing up the fact that um, it could take six months to get a deal. My number one thing that I like to tell people if they're looking to do this, I do think starting real estate full time is beneficial, but make sure you have the, that reserve or some sort of um, money su- built up that can support you during that time because you might not see a paycheck. And that's the way I see the most real estate agents fail. Yes. Um, yeah. And you can't quit either. I mean, it's going to be hard for those first six months. So if you're not getting paid and you're just getting disgruntled, just know that every day you're building towards it and building up for it. So it'll come. It just takes time. So be prepared. Don't spend all your money, especially when you get your first check. You don't want to get out there and blow it all because you might need that to coast you through for another. It could be a week, could be a month, could be three months before you get your next deal. But if it's a good deal and you negotiate well, that three months could cover the next three months. So it's all about pacing. It's all about making sure that you're spending your money wisely and taking every opportunity to build your business up and not just, you don't want to enjoy the rewards so much that you're not thinking forward, right? You can't really live in the moment in real estate. Not yet. It takes time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when I call breaking through the floodgates. Eventually, if you've done all the right things, you've hit the phones, you went out, like hit the ground running and you actually put the effort into it. Once the floodgates break, you're going to have a continuous amount of deals coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the purpose of this show here is to say that I'm not sold. The question here that I want to ask you is, training is not really necessary, is it? Training is absolutely necessary. There you go. (laughs) Neither one of us are sold on that. You need training. You need a mentorship program. If If someone comes to us and says, I'm new, but I don't need your help. I'll figure it on my own. We're probably going to turn them away and say, no, thanks, bud. Right. They're going to represent our company and you know what? You're probably going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either I'm going to get sued or they're going to get beat up in a gutter somewhere. So we want to prevent both of those things from happening. So, well, thank you, Megan, for coming on board here. Um, coming on the podcast, talking about what you do. If there's anything else you want to add, maybe your personal shout out to your Instagrams or your, your social media channel so people can find you or how they can find us here at the office. Anything else you'd like to say? You can say no. It's fine. I don't remember my Instagram handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll plug it in the bottom for you. Okay. So people can, I mean, you've got several of them anyway, so. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember my work one. <laughs> All right. Well, follow the, uh, the Shoal Homes page and you'll find Megan through there. <laughs> and we're good. looking forward to connect with more agents for you. Thanks for coming on and we appreciate what you do. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Okay, everyone. That was season two, episode three of I'm Not Sold, hosted by Shoal Homes. I'm Joshua Shoal. Like, subscribe, and follow for more content. 